This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 4th, episode 2870, brought to you today by our friends at Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. I can't take it anymore. Thank God it's Friday. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Work all week so that we can eat and own a little piece of God's ground. Pushing papers and pens, red tape never ends. The stress can turn a smile into a frown. I need some horsing around. Jamie, let's start the show off today talking about crap. And I don't okay. mean horse crap. I mean house crap. Oh, no. So we moved about, uh, I think we moved 10 times in 12 years uh, before we moved to Lexington, Kentucky. We actually had moved 10 times in 12 years, which was kind of intentional. So when you move that often, you don't collect stuff because every time you move, you throw a lot of crap away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're moving every year or two, you know how that was in the old days when you're moving a lot. You didn't collect a lot of stuff. Well, we've been in this house for almost nine years. Uh-oh. It's amazing how much crap you collect in a short period of time. It's just amazing. (laughs) Have you done the Marie, whatever her name is, where you take something and you hold it in your hands and you look at the item and you say, Marie Kondo, that's it. I was thinking Marie Calendar, the food person. (laughs) The food person. (laughs) The chicken Uh, pies. (laughs) Yeah, you hold the chicken pie in your hand and you look at it and you say, does this bring me joy? (laughs) And if it does, then you keep it. If it doesn't, out the door. Well, I cleaned out my office um, and I have this habit of keeping old dead computers. I don't know why. I really don't know why. (laughs) Jennifer counted the ones I have ready to go to recycling today. You want to guess? Oh, God. Three? Ten. Stop it! There's four laptops and six uh, desktop computers sitting out there. The problem is I like to destroy the computers before I bring them to recycling, so I'm thinking about just running them over with the truck. I'm thinking that. I mean, are you worried about, like, transfer of information or anything? Yeah, you're supposed to do that with the hard drives before you – you're supposed to smash them before you bring them over. Uh, But I don't think I have 10 hours to take these apart and smash them up. So I'm thinking just running them over with the truck. I'm thinking – that could be fun. We could see what happens, right? You could Uh, do, like, that movie where they took the – they kept getting mad at the printer and they finally took baseball bats and, like, made a montage (laughs) of just beating it with the baseball bat. Haven't you had times you wanted to do that with your printer? (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest. So the other thing is I tend to collect cords. Lots of okay, cords. Okay. What, what is it when you buy? <laughs> Jen has cords that don't plug in anything. And I'm like, why do we have this? We may need it one day. But this is literally technology from like 1994. Yes. <laughs> well, do you do that too? Oh, I threw away three entire boxes of cords because I finally went, I haven't opened this box in eight years since we moved here. 
I, the cords are probably obsolete by now. So, yeah, I did it. And there are plugs. I'm assuming from the 10 computers and other ones I've thrown away that I have no idea what they go to. So I purged. I did a good job of purging. We, we have taken full pickup truck loads to the recycle center three times now. And we're not oh even done moving God. yet. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. You, how long have you lived at your new house? A year? Year oh, and a half? Well, that's no, enough to start Just collecting junk. You've already started collecting oh, junk. Oh, it's starting to fill up. <laughs> it's starting to fill up. Not going to lie. <laughs> it doesn't and take long. Is, yeah. Well, the problem is having a kid because – Here's the thing. I've got like, he's got his own playroom that's in part of the house. It's like a room that's kind of attached to his. It would be like if he had, you know, multiple kids, but we don't. So we just have him. He has two rooms, one of like his sleeping and the other is just all his crap. And the amount of stuff that kids get for Christmas and for their birthday it's constant. And then like Uncle Josh will come visit. And he's like, here's $1,900 in toys, you know, and then grandpa comes and he's like, I brought you this. And I got in, you know, Morocco when I was there, you know, like, <laughs> it's like, he doesn't need all this. So what I have to do is like, you can't throw anything away that they might actually see. It's probably like Jennifer with you. Yeah, right. You can't like if you're going to throw something away, we got to put it at the bottom of the trash can, like yep. put like nine pounds of trash on top of it like to make sure he doesn't see that I've actually thrown something away. And I would imagine that that is very similar to your wife. Yes. Having to do yeah, that with your right. stuff. I think if I did that with horse stuff, it'd be the same way, though. Right. I mean, oh, you'd be dead. Yeah. Like, don't even. Speaking of that, we have go in my tack room. <laughs> we have Stephen coming on today. who's a horse husband, but he went a step further further. And he did a teachable.com course called Things Every Horse Husband Needs to Know. So he's coming on to talk about his course today. Deanne from Horse Nation stopping by to share some tips on taking pics for veterinarians. And so we're going to give away some prizes, $400 worth today on the show. So we have to get going. We have, we're short on time already because I've wasted too much time talking about dead computers. I have two auditor birthdays, Megan Topless and Kate Smith. It's Kate's birthday. Happy birthday to both of you. And thank you so much for being auditors as well. We really appreciate it. Short and sweet daily when he goes out to our dear friend and auditor, Nellie Kennedy. Nellie! She, yeah, she's amazing. And I just, she knows why we're, we're dealing with some stuff. And uh, she's just been monumental support as always and she's amazing and i wanted to give her a daily mini i don't know what she works for like google with a serious like grown-up job man she's going through so much stuff with dealing with the problems that are happening in the world right now and she's just completely underwater with all of it and yet she's still an amazingly kind generous person i mean she's an incredible person she really is hey uh she lives in california and we talked about the fact that ehv1 is going crazy over there in california well the uscf announced this morning that they have suspended all competitions in california for the next 14 days Across the state, not just in certain areas. Um, so they're doing testing, mass testing now on horses, and uh, there'll be no hunter-jumper competitions are taking place for the next 28 days. Uh, so, you know, this California, it's kind of the season like Florida, you know, it, it, this is where things happen because the weather's good. 
So, and then in order to return to USEF national competition, this is going to sound so familiar for all you people dealing with COVID testing. Uh, you need two negative PCR tests within 14 days. That's on your horse for not COVID, but VHV one test. Yeah, doesn't that sound familiar? Uh, and one at seven, and one at fourteen days. So you have to get your horses tested like crazy before they start showing again. Uh, it just their, their list of rules goes on and on. But I guess it's you know it's that serious and. Because they're doing, it's like COVID, because they're doing more testing, they're finding more horses that are asymptomatic, but are testing positive that can spread it. Oh, so man. it's, just, it doesn't this sound familiar? I mean, it's the same. It's, I guess a virus is a virus, right? I mean, they all yeah. work the same. So, and the HV1 is a pretty nasty one. So they're being extra cautious not to spread it outside of California either. You know, that's the other thing. So uh, that's what's happening over there in California. And uh we're thinking about all of you who, who are dealing with multiple viruses at this point. It's just crazy. So um, we're going to hear from Kentucky Performance Products, and then we're going to go right to our first guest. Steven's going to be joining us. And, you know, you've all been requesting, especially the auditors have been requesting more horse husband stuff. So I found this uh, course. <laughs> this is, I saw this and I like, I was like, oh, I'm totally going to cover it. And you're like, I already booked him. <laughs> I had to get him on. And by the way, I got to be quick. Quick update on Joseph, uh, who used to host the Horse Husband episode and probably will be back one day. Um, he, you know, does equity. They sold their big farm and moved into a new place that he had to do a million hours of work on. God bless him. It was an old sawmill that they, uh, at the top of a mountain that they converted to a farm. I don't know wow. why. It was a lot of work. He's been working on it for two years and they moved in finally. So, um, like a week ago. So Diane and he are working on getting things finalized and the you know, living accommodations and horse accommodations and everything else, which is kind of why we stopped doing the episode. He was kind of busy. So hopefully we'll get back to it one day and we'll start doing a Horse Husbands episode once a month again. But we're thinking about you, Joseph and Diane and everybody, all the horses up there on top of a mountain in the oh Northwest. <laughs> so I uh, hope it's going well for you guys. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Commercial feeds are fortified with nutrients such as proteins, vitamins, and minerals. They are made up of a variety of ingredients that provide a particular amount of energy. Most feeds have been designed to address the needs of a certain type of horse. It is important to understand that all feeds are formulated by nutritionists to be fed in specific amounts. When the correct amount of feed is provided, the horse consumes the appropriate amount of energy and nutrients. The feeding directions included on the feed bag or the feed tag are specific to the particular feed and should be followed. When you feed less than the recommended amount of feed, your horse is not getting the full complement of nutrients that he or she may need. On the other hand, too much of a good thing can also be bad. The overfeeding of concentrates can lead to grain overload and oversupplementation, and feeds should never be cut or mixed with other fortified feeds or plain grains because this changes the nutrient profile and can cause imbalances in energy, protein, vitamins, and minerals. If you need to include additional supplements in your horse's diet, choose products that are formulated to complement, not compete with fortified feeds. If you feed a plain grain such as oats, additional fortification may be necessary. 
Kentucky Performance Products supplements are specifically designed to complement, not compete with, the modern concentrates used by today's horse owners. Each supplement is manufactured to exacting standards in certified facilities using stringent quality control guidelines. So choose Kentucky Performance Products supplements because the horse that matters to you matters to them. Learn more about Kentucky Performance Products supplements at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. As I said, we have Stephen Banks joining us, and uh, he did a course that everybody can take. We even have a coupon code for it later on for all of you ladies out there that are wanting to train up new potential horse husbands. Stephen, thanks for joining us. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Excited to talk about it. When did you begin your nightmare? Basically, when did you meet her? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a year ago in January, actually, is when I met her. And I wouldn't call it a nightmare. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Story, to be honest with you. Did you have any idea, though, what you were getting into, really, to be honest? No, but that's how I go about life. I jump into things without knowing what I'm getting into. Otherwise, I don't jump. So, you know, those who know what they're getting into normally don't take that leap. So I tend to naively <laughs> jump into things, you know. Welcome to Horse Husband World. That All of us did that at one time or another. <laughs> yeah, now it's working for me, so I'm going to stick with that plan. <laughs> so what was, what, when we always ask this question of, are, by the way, are you a husband yet, or are you still a boyfriend or significant other or what? We are boyfriend and girlfriend, but very serious. Okay, so there's still time to bail. All right, all right just check it. <laughs> when... <laughs> <laughs> so just doing my job, Jamie. Just I doing would my like job. To, what is your What is your significant other's name? Corey. 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 Corey I would Corey. like to talk to Corey for a second here. Corey, I would like for you to turn off your radio, uh, <laughs> but I know you're not going to. So you're going to listen. But I want to formally apologize for anything my co-host says. It is not. All things said are not reflective of the Horse Radio Network. I own the Horse well, Radio Network, so I think they kind of are. Actually. <laughs> should, I, should I open up the door and let Corey in and then no. she can talk as well? No, no, no we don't, don't want her so here. Now we, have, no. we don't want her here. No, no, no this no, is horse husband out. time. No, we don't need her here. Okay. So, husband, unite. Let's do it. <laughs> so at what point, there's always a point where, for all of us, now I've been married 33 years, I think now, so... But there's always a point early on in the relationship, and it's usually in the first year, where you realize that this one's different than the others. At what point did you have that light bulb moment? Uh, at hello, really. Um, <laughs> it was a very quick light bulb moment that went on. And keep, it's an LED bulb, not an incandescent bulb. So it's, <laughs> it's not using a lot of energy, and it's lasting a long time. So I, I'm happy with it. Okay, good, good. You're all saying all the right things here. Uh, to you know, If she wasn't listening, we'd know it'd be different. Because he but. likes her, Glenn. <laughs> he has time yet. So and she couldn't say enough nice things about you in the email I got. And, and it was interesting that I got the email from her and not you, which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it said, let me read one sentence. Is He notices stuff. He feeds, he mucks, he leads, he tacks, he halters, he trailer loads, he catches loose horses. He looks around before shooting stuff. I like the last line there. That's nice. Uh, yeah. It's true, though. <laughs> so she taught you very quickly. 
Yeah, you know, it, it, it is absolutely fascinating. First of all, um, you know, when I learned that, you know, her ex-husband, who she's not with anymore, was not interested in the horses, I knew what my fate was if I didn't get interested in the horses. So I needed to jump in and, and figure that out because she's just such a great person. So I wanted to do that. There you go. Um, wow, he is saying yeah, all the and, right and things today, Jamie. He really is. Yeah, you be quiet. I just want him to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's 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 funny because the course itself was actually really fun for me to take and I learned a lot and even just not even just the specifics of it um just how a horse thinks and behaves and lives was really helpful for me and quite honestly like I kind of look like a hero now every once in a while you know when I when I do things not only to Corey, but to her daughter. So it's really working for me, too, to be honest with you. What do you have to say to that, Gwen? I have nothing to say to that. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> so she has a daughter. Is, she, is her daughter into horses, too? Yeah, she's got a 14-year-old daughter, oh. and her daughter's into horses. And um, You got a two She lives on a farm. Yeah, okay. she's got eight, eight horses. Um, two, two of which are minis, which are the big pain in the butts, but you know, they're cute. <laughs> of course. <laughs> minis always are the big pain in the butts. All right. Well, I mean, to be fair, I will give you a small piece of advice and that is to, uh, save all your money. You'll need it. Like <laughs> you've yeah, got no. two horse chicks in the house. What With else? eight horses. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. It, it is a money drain. I'll be honest with you. Um, they eat too much. That's all I have to say. You they know? do. Yeah, they poop and they a lot poop too. too much. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your <laughs> least God, favorite thing when you help around the barn? What's your least favorite thing? Uh, so we're going negative here. Now? Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, trying, I'm trying to get you yeah. to go negative. I haven't gotten anything yet. You two are just uh, gang- honestly, just being so positive today. Honestly, there's just one horse I don't like because it's really whenever I go to feed it. The name is Blue Jay. Hopefully they don't listen to this. Whenever I go to feed it, it takes its leg and bangs the bucket until I feed it. So, uh, you know, my gut instinct is to say, hey, I'm not going to feed you until you stop. And boy, is that wrong. Now I'm just, you know, know the real world and I feed it first so it stops. So it is the most annoying noise you can imagine. <laughs> and, you know. It's bigger than I am and stronger than I am, so there's not a lot I could do about it. So I just have to succumb and just hay that horse first. You know? All right, so it's Blue Jay. We have a, a an equivalent of a Blue Jay here for my husband, and his name is Zeus. And so, yes, I I completely. And then what the thing is like, I find myself, and and I don't know if your girlfriend and her daughter do this, but like over defending him. I'm like, listen, he was just hungry. If you would have fed him first, you would have banged on the gate. Yeah, <clears throat> I do that. Yeah, you know, there's some of that, but not a lot. You know, we're pretty <laughs> harmonious over here. You know, and thank God for the course. No, I'm not kidding. It, it really helped me. I mean, there are some instances where I truly used the skill set and just felt like a hero. Like I felt like John Wayne for like 10 minutes of my life. It was pretty fun. Um, one time a horse escaped out of the, you know, the gate. And uh, I yelled, you know, 
horse out. <laughs> and uh, I knew how to approach it. I knew to go first and be calm and, and steady. And I went and got a bucket of boats and, you know, slowly walked over there. And I didn't have a lead or a rope or anything. So I took off my belt and gently wrapped it around its neck and slowly walked it back in and closed the gate. And that was probably the best moment of my life. Dude, really. that is strong to quite strong right there. I would have never thought to take off my belt, to be honest. And I've been doing this 30 years. Yeah, well, <laughs> Yeah, there's only two times I really want to take off my belt, and that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now I got to ask you, I want to be positive now. I'm going to go uh, away from negative horse husband. So what's your favorite part of being around the horses? Favorite part about, quite honestly, is watching uh, Corey and her daughter uh, interact with the horses and train them. Right now, Corey's training a two-year-old mare, and uh, that's never been uh, ridden before. And it's just so fascinating to watch, not the physical training, but the, with the psychological aspect that goes into it, and the body positioning, um, the pecking order, um, you know, so much of that. It just, just the mental aspect of it all is really the most fascinating to me. Before we run out of time, I want to talk. I want to talk about the course. This is a course that Corey did uh, put together called "Things Every Horse Husband Needs to Know." Did she put this course together after the first husband failed miserably? Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty much um, not uh, timing wise after, but she certainly had the experience of a horse husband that wasn't um, that you know that wasn't into horses, Um, and so she had a good point of reference to figure out who might be reading this and how to cater it to that person um, with a lot of teaspoon of sugar in it. I'll be honest with you. It's hilarious. <laughs> it made me laugh the whole time. <laughs> There's co- the classes. There, if you scroll down, Jamie, you'll see the uh, different courses. Uh, Welcome to the Herd, Your Place in the Herd, Super Duty, or Super Duper Safety Basics, uh, Parts of the Horse, Front, Back, and Beyond. <laughs> I like that one. Um, see, I want to get Corey on to talk about how she, why, how, <clears throat> excuse me, how and why she developed this. So we're going to talk to her next week. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> when to call the vet, um, giving a leg up uh, and not over probably is part of that. Leg course. up is so important. It's a, that yeah, is a lesson. She's leg, a genius. Leg up and not over is what I would say. Yeah, not over. Exactly. We've all done that mistake once or twice. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing, too, that uh, I like to ask, we we encourage all horse husbands, and actually we encourage the horse women to encourage their husbands to have a hobby. Do you have a hobby separate from the horses? Wow. I'm a bit of a workaholic and short on hobbies. I love uh, hiking a lot, skiing. I love working out on the tractor and uh, cutting down trees and chipping branches and splitting wood and stuff like that. Um, I, I will say the horses have become a bit of my hobby. I hate to say it, but it's sort of true. Um, and, uh, just recently, uh, Corey and her daughter, uh, wanted to take a, a brief vacation and I stayed back, uh, cause I had to work, but I also stayed back and took full care of the horses while she was gone. And I really impressed myself. <laughs> I was able to do that. Oh. And I thought Corey was kind of crazy having the confidence in me, you know, to do that. But, uh, she did, and that made me feel good as well. So, did she call about fifty-five times a day? Coming. Did she call fifty-five times? No, a day? she didn't. No, I, I wouldn't. I have too much pride, Glenn. I <laughs> he didn't answer it. I, I moved the herd before I called her. Yeah. yeah. 
That's funny. Three lame horses and two missing ones. Other than that, it went great. Hey, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen, let me talk to Jamie here quick. Do you know how many okay. of the single women in our audience are lining up for him right now? I know. He sounds like a keeper. Sounds <laughs> well, like a keeper. The first horse event I went to, I'm like, this should, I mean, all single men should be going to these events. It's all women. I couldn't believe it. I, I thought about starting another business where I would just like bust men, single men into these events and matchmake, you know? You know, to be fair, I have a lot of women friends who would appreciate that. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe we should start talk about a different course next time. Then. Yes, you should. Yeah, exactly. I often wanted to do like a big events like at uh, Land Rover, the three-day event where there's all these um, horse husbands that are dragged along. I always wanted to have a beer tent with nothing but TVs with sports on. I think we could make a fortune, Stephen, just selling beer and drinks. No, you're right. You ever go to a department store, right? And you see all the women shopping and then the guys on their cell phone sitting in a chair for like yep. two hours. Yep. Sort of the same thing. You know, you need like a, a lounge that's in a Macy's or something, the equivalent of. Yeah, you know, I agree. Have beer. I think we could, yeah. we could rent a tent. We could make a fortune just doing that. Well, Stephen, their course is available at teachable.com. We'll put a link to it in our show notes. It's $14.99. However, Corey is giving a discount for our listeners. If you use the coupon code HRN, it'll save you $5 during the month of March. Like, it's not expensive to begin with. But I know there's some of you out there that have new guys in your life, and I would just have them take this. You know what? Why waste time? They're either going to take it and quit and tell you to go away, or they're going to take it and go, well, I can hang around. I can do this now. One of two things is going to happen, but, you know, either one of the things is what should happen, right? If he's exactly. not, if he's eventually going to go away, why hang out with him for a year? Uh, you know, you're just wasting time. So here you can, you can find out whether he's a keeper or not by just taking the course. And we're I not agree, making a commission Glenn. on this, although I, I wish <laughs> I'd not, written the course, actually. You're not going to be able to beat him. Right. You're not going to be able to beat them, so you might as well join them, right? <laughs> and if you're not Jeez. joining them, you might as well bail. So there's that. Totally, yeah. <laughs> Stephen, you've been a great a sport. Great Thanks for joining over. us. <laughs> All right, Glenn. Now we have to have Corey on. <laughs> yeah, I want Corey yeah, on. I this recommend is, Corey. Yeah, this is, it's, it's my turn with Corey, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will be listening to that, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. She's Take care. Listen to this. All right, have a good day. Bye-bye. Well, we all use American Harvest Products premium hemp extracts, and they have a new product, equine hemp pellets. With American Harvest hemp-derived CBD pellets, horses can benefit from faster recovery from performance activities, a feeling of relief from inflammation or pain, and a sense of calmness or reduced nervousness, and also ease of digestion. The natural equine hemp pellets are vet-formulated, produced from natural hemp, and manufactured with potent raw CBD and no chemical processing obtaining a palatable flavored pellet. By the way, I was recording that, Glenn. Uh, I think it was uh, with uh, Lisa, and she kept saying palatable instead of palatable. And <laughs> we had to do like 25 takes. It was hilarious. <laughs> Maybe that's the British way to say it. <laughs> yeah, which well, is not British. So uh, if a liquid application is more convenient for you, American Harvest produces a THC-free CBD oil, the premium hemp extract. Ask for American Harvest at your favorite equine shop, any Hubbard dealer, or online at store.altec.com. It's palatable. Our friend Deanne from Horse Nation usually joins us freezing her butt off in her tack room, but she's actually in her home today enjoying the ambient temperature in your house. Hello, Deanne. Hello. How are you this Friday? 
Oh, good. I, I know we used to have you on Mondays. Now we've decided that Fridays is better because you like actually have to like have a job and stuff like that. It's weird. Um, so we used right? to talk to you about Horse Nation articles. But first, how's life with Deanne and the family? Oh, you know, life is good. Busy juggling all the side hustles so that my horses can, you know, maintain the lifestyle to which they're accustomed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, and arguing with all the social media platforms and all the things we like to do on a daily basis. And arguing with all the children in your home. Oh, they're at school right now. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah, mine too. It's like, it's like, I'm going to miss you so much at school. Yeah, yeah, bye. <laughs> I know. My oldest was like, I have a sore throat. I was like, you're fine. Wear a mask. You're fine. Are you going to die? Do I, I always say to Lucas when he comes up, like, I hurt myself. I'm like, do you need to go to the hospital? No. Okay. Then you're fine. Let's, let's move right, on. Exactly. <laughs> um, you so are both what, such old school mothers. You really are. <laughs> rub some, horse rub some dirt on it. Yeah, right? exactly. Oh, or as man. Jennifer would say, it's a long way from your heart. So like, right. right. But right. did you die? <laughs> no. But did you die? <laughs> did you die? Do you need to go to the hospital? No. Okay. Let's get in the car. Uh, we did have a visit to the orthopedist earlier this week. Ooh, that sounds fun. What happened? Yeah, you know, my youngest, who is probably fine, she's pretty stoic. So when she is still in tears an hour or so later, I'm like, okay, may maybe we'll go look at it. Yeah. So what happened? Fortunately, it was just a sprain, but it was her wrist, and I worry about growth plates. So um, she did it jumping off the swings at school. Okay. As, yeah. as one does. Yeah. And her teacher called me like two hours later and was like, so Arden is still in tears. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll come get her. I'm on and my way. I have a friend who's a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. So from the time I picked her up to the time we had x-rays, it was about an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's good. And you're yeah. like, you're fine. Shake it off. Get back to school. Yep. <laughs> God bless well, our teachers, by the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do they even have school nurses anymore? I don't think so. I don't think that's they a do. They do. Oh, gotcha. My oldest, who is not stoic and is somewhat of a hypochondriac, um, is a regular at the school nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Hello again. <laughs> She'll call me. I'll be like, can she stay at school? The nurse will be like, yes. I was like, sounds good. Yeah, cool. We're done. Um, now, speaking of doctors, we you have wrote an article for assisting our veterinary friends. That is right. Way, it's been so awesome to have the technology that we now have to send. Like, like I my my broodmare Pink. She was like bleeding a little bit, and I was like. I don't know if this is like I should come and bring her into the clinic or not. And he was like, just send me a picture. Like, oh, my God, that's genius. Oh, we can do that now. No, here's the thing is it was the coming out of her hoo-ha, a little bit of blood. And I so I snapped, I don't know, 100 pictures of a horse's vagina. And, well, and then you're trying to get a good like one that's in focus. So you just. Yeah. Yeah, I need one that has the the best representation of the blood surrounding her vagina. Okay, so then I send the picture, the one that I choose, and he's like, "Yeah, you might want to bring her in." So I bring her in. Not forget forgetting the fact that my iPhone clouds to my husband's work iPad. <laughs> So yes. he opened up his work iPad in the cockpit of a jet of an airplane, and there's 40 pictures of a bloody horse vagina. 
That's amazing. Uh, He's like, I don't know why it does that. I was like, well, that's a lesson to you to get it fixed. (laughs) I feel like that's the start of an article. Like, you know, you're the spouse of a horse person when? When? Yes. I I am happy to contribute to that. God, the other co-pilots must pick on him. The other co-pilots must pick on him endlessly. That weird guy with the disturbing photos of horses (laughs) and his iPad. Like, it's his work iPad. Like, they fly planes with it. Amazing. Well, and so, like, and my husband does not do anything medical. Like, he cannot handle Mm. blood, gory pictures, children with broken arms, whatever. (laughs) So every once in a while, I like to just shock him with like photos that I've taken when I've been at work with the vet (laughs) or like my own horses, like spurting arteries. And I'll be like, look what happened today. And he's like, get it out of my face. How much did it cost? Get it out of my face. (laughs) I totally get it. Turns green first. So the cost question doesn't come until his blood sugar spikes back up. (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's funny. Well, you had some tips on how to capture that perfect bloody vigil. By the way, she, my, my mare, but just for those who were curious, she had varicose veins in her vagina and that is she must have strained to poop a girl yeah yeah thank you exactly (laughs) exactly so she's like this is like baby number seven and she's 20 so she's like i'm just gonna be here existing so anyway everything was fine I got oh, to good. see I'm the glad baby. Also, yeah. sorry for the TMI. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was totally worth it because my husband had to, while he was in the cockpit, look at bloody horse vagina pictures. Anyway, tell us a little bit. Give us some tips on how to get that perfect photo for your um, vet. Yeah. So, and I will say that one of my other jobs is that I do work with my equine vet a couple days a week. So I can say with confidence that these things need to happen to get a picture that your vet can even see and give you information after looking at it. So the first one is the lighting. I mean, I feel like a lot of us are trying to snap pictures in our horses stalls or in their run-ins, which mainly results in lots of shadows and pictures of poop, even if that's not what you're trying to take a picture of. True. Um, So you need to make sure the area is well lit so that we can actually see said injury. Um, The same goes for focus. Like most of us are using our camera phones, which at this point are pretty high quality. I mean, we're not for the most part carrying around like our DSLRs, but your standard iPhone or droid takes really nice pictures. Mm. Um, but getting it to focus is sometimes hard. So, you know, use your finger, put it on the screen where the wound is so that it actually zooms in on that. Um, so that way we're not getting really high quality pictures of fur right. and blurry pictures of a bloody vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Um, The other thing was resolution. Like I do, I feel like the biggest problem I see is that people send these grainy ones and you try to zoom in to see what the issue is. And all you get is like pixelated bloody vagina. Yeah. So I'll ask you, would you like to send it small, medium or larger actual size? I always hit actual size, actual size, 100% of the time. Um, And then I say prep the area. And that's kind of a hard one because I feel like, again, a lot of times like we're in the field or we're in a situation we can't do that, but Again, if we're looking like up at a poop smeared flank, trying to determine what the dirt is and what the blood is, that's not helpful. Um, so clean it up as much as you can before you send the picture. Um, obviously, if it's a huge emergency and your horse is like gushing blood, that's not the problem. Or that's not not it is the problem, but that's not very possible. Um, so that that's kind of a big one. Again, just keep it 
as clean as possible. Um, also, especially with like a laceration or a skin issue, knowing the scale is important. So whether it's your hand next to the injury or like a quarter or something that can give your vet an idea of like, does it need sutures? How many sutures does it need? You know, what are we doing here? Um, and then the final one I have here that I think is really important is to manage your expectations. Like just because you sent a picture doesn't mean that the vet can then prescribe medication and give you a treatment protocol. Like the answer might be, I need to see your horse (laughs) or you need to bring your horse here. Um, and I feel like a lot of people like we're so used to instant gratification at this point that like we send a picture and we want an answer. Um, the vet can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Diagnose it now. Just tell me. One other thing, and I know I'm droning on, but I have to add one really, 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 really important thing. Um, If you don't have a well established veterinary client patient relationship, the vet's not going to respond. They're not going to see you. They probably won't even, you will get nothing back in regards to the picture. So, I mean, come on, we can all give our own shots at tractors from tractor supply, but. If that's what you've been doing, don't expect a vet to respond when you send a picture. Yeah, it is incredibly important to have your veterinarian be part of your team. I like to say my farrier and my vet are both part of my team here at the farm. And we're all on this team together. And it is definitely like, okay, I give my vet and my farrier Christmas presents because I want them to keep coming back. I actually pay my farrier for the next trim next time she comes. It's just 40 bucks, but I give her an extra 40 bucks every time she leaves. And I tell her it's because the, that way she has to come back. So like you right, it's like make, a retainer. Yeah, it's a retainer. Exactly. So I always make sure that they 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 do want to come back and you have a good relationship with them. My vet and, and you being a tech as well, probably see this a lot. Um, it is crazy how many people will just call you at eight o'clock at night or text you. Oh, my horse is colicking. Can I get help? My vet says, she was like, you know what? If somebody's texting and they don't call, it's not an emergency. So like my vet is the exact same way. Yeah. So if you're just texting your vet, you are letting them know that it is not an emergency. So I, that's when I called my vet and he said, send me a picture of it, you know? So I did that, but I, cause I, I thought it was an emergency, which it, it turned out to be nothing. But anyway, uh, so make sure you have a good relationship. And if you do have something pressing, give them a call. Oh, for sure. For sure. And like, we always kind of joke that, you know, we have some clients that they call and we're like, Oh, Jane Doe's calling again. Looks like lo- looks like Flicka step, stepped on a stone. Yeah. And then we have other clients that the phone rings and we're like, and we will be answering this now and doing a U-turn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. U-turn. <laughs> like if that person's calling, I remember when I was out of town in Arizona, I had a great relationship with my vet there. And the farm center called and said, I-, I think this one horse is limping a little bit. And she goes, which horse is it? And she told her which horse. She goes, yeah, no, that'll be fine. I, I, she wouldn't call me for that one. <laughs> like, yeah. She even knows which horses of mine would require an emergency visit. Some is like, yeah, he'll be fine. He's 24. Right. Like, you know, right. It's good. It's good. The, uh, the day that my horse severed that artery, I wasn't at the barn and it was the girl feeding who found it. And oh, she, she sends me a text and was like, Matt cut herself. It's pretty bad. I, have, I think you have to call the vet. And I always... Whenever somebody else says it's pretty bad, I'm always like, wound amateur. I doubt it's that bad. Send me a picture. (laughs) 
And I get it. And it's literally spurting blood. And I called the vet. I was like, so you need to come right now. Yeah. So like, this is not a picture. It's a video. Cause I wanted you to see the blood pumping from the yeah. heart straight out into the, to the <laughs> world. Oh my gosh. Well, definitely a lot to think about. Anybody can go check out all of these tips and anything else you want to be entertained by, uh, which is, you know, you're a spouse win Deanne's new article. She's going to write well, yes. and all of that is at horsenation.com. Deanne, thank you so much for being on with us. Absolutely. You guys have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Deanne. Pay it, I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when we have a little bit of fun with ads submitted by our listeners that they find on Craigslist or Facebook about horses or farm stuff. And we give away prizes every month thanks to Horselovers.com. Horselovers.com has one of the largest selections online with over 120,000 items in stock. And they've been donating these prizes for years. So thank you so much. Go support Horselovers.com today. We have three prizes we're going to give away today. We have the Fergus Collection. That was the one that had the book bundle and the sign bundle worth $166 mm-hmm. of all the cool Fergus stuff. Of course, Fergus the Horse, the cartoon. And uh, let me see. Jennifer gave me the spreadsheet here. So we're between 1 and 176 today because that's less than usual. People have been lazy. 176. That's the number you want? Yeah. That is Sarah Mello. Sarah Mello wins the Fergus collection. Good job, Sarah. Yay. Okay. So I hope you have, uh, well, you don't even need kids. Fergus is for adults anyway. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the Kensington Signature Padded Garment Gourmet Bag. (laughs) (laughs) It's palatable. We have the Ken. It's Friday. We have the Kensington <laughs> Signature Padded Garment Bag with side zippers worth sixty nine dollars. Thank you very much. Between one and one hundred and seventy six. Number one. Of course. How did I guess? I could have guessed you were going to do that. I mean, come on. We've been doing this for me. ten years. I know you pretty well. Uh, the next one's going to be ninety nine. Uh, so the winner <sighs> is you know? Lilla Thomason. Lilla Thomason, Woo-hoo! congratulations, Lilla. You get the garment bag, which is a really good gift. It's uh, a gourmet bag, it's baby. It's a gourmet. <laughs> you can carry food or boots, whatever you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Defender Wool Dress Cooler worth $79. This is the kind of fancy dress cooler you get when you win awards. Well, you can make believe you won an award, have it embroidered as grand champion. And then, uh, you know, you can fake everybody out. Tell all, all right, your friends well, that don't know anything that you won stuff. Yeah, exactly. Put your big, like, super champion, supreme champion. That's right. Um, let's go to 99. Galactic champion. Um, <laughs> Galactic. <laughs> Not, how did I guess? Uh, 99. Kelly Harmon is the winner Ooh. of the wool dress cooler. Now she can deceive all of her friends, too. We so. won't tell, Kelly. <laughs> You're the champion. All right, let's get to these ads. By the way, we had an easy day today because a lot of them sent in their own. 
They recorded Perfect. them themselves. You get double the entries when you send in your own, when you su- submit to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com, a sound file, or use our voicemail line on the website. Now, also submitted, we didn't, we're not going to have time to get to them today, but you guys are all in the drawing for the prizes. Now, are they in the drawing for next month's or this month's? This month's, today's. Yeah. Okay, so, well, sorry. Sorry you didn't win. win. <laughs> Amy, Kaylin, Debbie, Debbie, and Nicole. All right, sorry. here we go. Angie sent this one in herself. Hi, it's Angie from Australia, and I've got a really bad oh, ad. Hi, Angie. It's from the Horse Floats and Goosenecks for Sale Australia Facebook page. Um, I'll just put a caveat. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of the suburb. So here goes. Coach. Okay, I'm going to pause and say, Angie, we won't, we won't care. <laughs> it's just we won't care. With your accent, we won't care if you butcher Whatever. Whatever you read is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Extended with lockable uh, tack I'll, box. Little, um, I'll just put a caveat. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of the suburb. So here goes. Coachman. Extended with lockable tack box. All measurements in photos. Weighed on Weybridge on the 16th of Feb. Super float to toe. Gone over by engineer 18 months ago and used approximately eight times since then. Rubber mat on floor. Completely removable for cleaning tailgate needs new spring but fine to use as is red joe till june 2022 only for sale due to purchasing a three horse located in buckus march please ask your husband slash check you have money slash google where buckus march is before contacting me i'm time poor as it is without dealing with dicks thanks 12k (laughs) phone number dare say someone's a bit over some facebook sales okay thanks bye i love that i'm time poor i'm time poor (laughs) That is, I'm going to use that. I'm going to have that forever now, Angie. Thank you. <laughs> Angie, I don't know what you were selling, but it sounded terrific. It really did. Don't be a dick is what she said. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I heard, actually. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't listen to these ahead of time. You can tell. All um, right. Uh, you have the next one, I think. All right. We don't also read them ahead of time, so we read them <laughs> as we as we get him here. So here, Sarah sent this one in. <clears throat> this is uh, from the... From the Facebook page, Family Friendly Horses in Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio. And somebody has highlighted, I'm assuming Sarah, has highlighted Family Friendly. And here goes the ad. Putting my unhandled Mustang up for sale is aggressive. Bites. Kicks. Person I got her from said she's a three or four. Super pretty. Had a halter on, but got it off, so no halter. She's priced at six fifty. <laughs> located in Parma, Michigan. Yeah, that is uh, not a family-friendly horse for sale in Michigan. Not. It's not family-friendly. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. You think there's no, an no. adults-only horses in Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio page? Adults-only? Yeah, well, this is family-friendly, so isn't it adults-only? Oh, like... NC-17 yeah. <laughs> horses in Michigan. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Anybody want to handle Mustang? Here you go. Cheap. It's only on my chin kick you, though. That's right. And you, and you got to bring your own halter because she can't get one on. It keeps biting You her. could literally get <laughs> a, a new one for $125 from the BLM. Yeah. A it'd brand be, it'd probably bite one. less, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Sarah sent the next one in. Hello, Jamie and Glenn. It's Sarah Mello out of Northern Hi, California Sarah. with a really bad ad. Seven-year-old thoroughbred mare, $7,000. I have a seven-year-old thoroughbred mare. I'm selling her because I am not the most experienced rider, and she has had her days where she will buck for no reason. She has been vet-checked and has had a chiropractor come look at her. Everybody says it's just her attitude. 
well, I can't handle her attitude. <laughs> she's great with kids and other horses. She's very sweet. She is rideable, just has her days. She has a tattoo in her upper lip. She is papered, but I don't have her papers. You can look up just about anything about her on the racehorse website with their tattoo number. Message me if you have questions. I'd also like to note that uh, looking at the photos included with the ad, she may like kids better than adults because every photo has a small toddler writing her. Oh, Thanks, God. guys. It possibly go wrong. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and she didn't get the papers because she bought this from a, an unscrupulous dealer, which is how she ended up with this horse. <sighs> this is—is uh, is anybody going to put a, like a nice horse for sale today, or is it only bites, biters, kickers, and buckers? Well, we're going to find out because Hannah sent one in. She's in Western Pennsylvania. All things horses Facebook page. I am thinking of putting horse up for sale. S A I L. He is a Palomino T W H. He is an aggressive eater, so his feed needs to be watered. Lick most two gallons of water. He is a racker, but a slow racker at about seven miles per hour. He cannot keep up with speed rackers. I don't understand anything about this whole concept. He rides best with small groups of horses like one to four. He does not like large groups. His group manners are almost perfection, doesn't move at all to be tacked. Oh, his ground manners are almost perfection. Mm. I was going to say. He doesn't like his face touched at all. He can jump a bit, but he thinks he reigns. But I think he reigns. He least does for me. He is barn sour. Pix is from 2021. I don't have any new ones because he is muddy. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't brush your horse off? <laughs> you can't touch his face. He doesn't like his face touched. So here's the old pics because that's the best we're going to do right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's terrible. He's smutty. So no, no good ads today. <laughs> no, nothing. Oh, Abby read her horse trailer ad. You want to hear it? Yes. All right. This is the first, I think. All right. Here's a bad ad for a trailer. It says it's a 2023-year model metal metal. And it's in Hinesville, Georgia. It's founded on the Facebook Marketplace. It says, Horse Livestock Transport Trailer, comma, comma, needs love, comma, comma, comma. <laughs> Some sandpaper and paint, comma, could also use for tools, comma, motorcycle, anything. And that's all it says. And, yeah, it's a rusty, rusty trailer with brand new wheels. Does it, it even does has have... new co- it even has new hubcaps? <laughs> but the rest of it needs to be put in the garbage. So you <laughs> literally, but they want thirteen hundred bucks because she sent the ad as well, so we get to look at this picture. It is completely like green on the top, green and rust, so mildew and rust, mold and rust, and then the sides are also white, which really helps show off all of the beautiful uh, rainbow array of colors that come with this trailer. So, yeah, sandpaper. You'd think for a 2023 model, it'd look newer, right? You were right. I mean, crazy. <laughs> Took me a minute to, to catch that one. Uh, Kimberly sent this one in. Come on, Kimberly. Hi, this there is Kimberly in Washington with a really bad ad. And this is from Colorado. It says, quarter horse 
pound sign, gelding, and mayor, capital M-A, small E-R. I don't know what that means. 14 Y, no, 4 Y and is 14 two hands. Gently horse and can ride with saddle and bareback. Reing neck, R-E-I-N-G. I don't know what that means. Smooth ride, load on trailer, very easy. Delivery available with a small fee. Serious inquiries. I don't know what all that means. Bye. <laughs> it's a bad ad. That's why you don't know what it means. It's just a bad ad. It's just bad. <laughs> I mean, nobody has sold anything of quality quite yet. So no. let's start with it. Let's go look at the next one. Kelly sent this one in, and it's a mini horse for $1,200 in Hutchison, Minnesota. And it's uh, the ad is very descriptive. Mini horse, female, around seven years old, good with cattle and other animals. How far away from the camera is that mini About half a football field, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There's a mini in there somewhere. By the way, standing in knee-high tall grass, its belly is touching the grass. So you will also purchase a laminitic nightmare because they've just let it go. This is a farewell pony for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I think if I could see it, I'd have to squint. I I, I would keep trying to touch my computer and zoom in, you know, like. That's the closest they got with this one uh, in the last 10 years well seven years since <laughs> yeah you can't catch it <laughs> no, but like no. it's good with other animals i like this humans. ad you know brevity sometimes is needed in this world you know sometimes like you and i we talk too much lila sent this ad in it's broke horses trade now this is a very specific trade and kind of makes me want to call them to find out if they ever heard from anybody oh this hurts my heart <laughs> two nice broke horses plus tack trade for french bulldog only not a British bulldog, not a Chinese bulldog, not an American bulldog. They want a French bulldog, and they're tra- How much do French bulldogs go for now they're that they're trading two crazy. nice broke horses? Like $8,000. No, really? For a Frenchie, yeah. I got to look that It's insane. Right now, because that is crazy. You're trading two good broke horses. Now, it didn't say anything about their age. You know, they could be 92. Good uh, broke horses. They're broken. They can't walk. <laughs> so french bulldog for sale let's see what we get here uh, per, uh how much should i pay for a french bulldog three to five thousand dollars uh the ones because my mother-in-law was like i would love to be involved to get a frenchie and so i was like looking around and the local breeder anybody that was somewhat relatively close was eight thousand dollars minimum and so i oh. said um i said i you know hey they're like eight grand and she was like mm, you know what if you could find a French bulldog rescue, that'd be great. I was like, yeah, they don't have those. <laughs> it's like finding a greyhound rescue, you know. They're getting harder no, to find. No, it's not at all. Because like, <laughs> greyhounds needed rescuing French bulldogs. If somebody pays $8,000 yep. for them, they're not going to be like homeless. Jennifer ran into that when she was looking for a standard uh, poodle. They don't have those yeah. rescues no, either. No, they don't have those. Because <laughs> they cost $8,000 too. Exactly. Um, so why do French bulldogs cost so much? The main reason they are so expensive, for Frenchies to reproduce, they require artificial insemination and C-sections. And C-sections. Oh, my yep. God. Bulldogs can't have babies either because, uh, like, vaginally because their pelvis is too small. So all bulldogs— What is wrong with that whole picture? Yeah. But they're so cute. <laughs> All right, Sharon, we can't have consciousness. Take my conscience away. Take it away. No soul, Glenn. No soul. Sharon sent this one in. 
This is Sharon, and I have a pretty good, really bad ad. Oh, from good. The we Facebook need one. Facebook BLM Mustang Hub. Uh oh. And it says, <laughs> All right, buckle your seatbelts for this in search of. I need your old two feet in the grave mare or gelding. Oh, I no. guess some context would be nice, huh? Yeah. Well, hear me out. My father loves horses, he loves to ride, but he has the riding beauty and grace of Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> His mayor, age 36, died last winter, and he's finally ready to get back in the saddle. I have a retired mayor, but she is just too hot for him to handle. He's tall and heavy, so no dainty horses. Confirmation, I don't care if it looks like a cow. If it's ugly as sin, doesn't matter to me. It just needs to be safe, sane, and trail sound. Free lease or cheap, cheap, cheap purchase. I can guarantee a five-star home and endless love. The horse would be ridden once in a blue moon and pampered a lot. Sometimes the little ones may ride it, but hey, if they get frustrated and cry trying to make it go, that's all the better. I want dead quiet. I'm talking will only go if you make a deal with the devil himself. Late teens or 20s is ideal. Located in Greenwood, South Carolina, willing to travel for his new companion. And I guess that this ad worked because the update says our unicorn has been found. And in the comments, there's a picture of the nice draft cross they got. So perfect. her comment was apparently ugly got ignored. So there you have it. Okay. Oh, that's perfect. I'm going to make a rule. I'm going to make a rule yeah. right now. Yeah. If you send in a really bad ad, you get an entry for a prize. <clears throat> if you send in your own that you've read, you get double the entries. And I think you should get three times the entries if you send your own ad in and do an accent. Because, I mean, come on. <laughs> that was go. amazing. <laughs> there you go. Three well, times the entries if you do an accent that's well, not your own. Well, I was just going to say, Angie already has an accent there in Australia. It doesn't count. <laughs> See, but that's even funnier when they try when people speak Australian. Remember that our, our oh, New Zealand listener Southern. who did the Southern accent? Yeah. It was so fantastic. She deserves a prize. Like, you get triple the entries. <laughs> I'm making a rule. All right. Now, I'm going to have to stop this one after he starts because this oh, is no. the one I warned you about earlier. I see the name. This is I, from Colt. I see who's the one name. of our auditors. Are you ready? Yeah, okay. no. <laughs> Good afternoon to my second favorite podcast host of all time. Okay, so I had to write to him and say, who the hell's first? If we're second, who's first? And then he came back and he said, well, of course you guys are first. I had to say that just to get you riled up, which means that we aren't first and there really is somebody else he likes better than us. No. No? No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a little story about Colt. Uh-oh. He sent me a, me a Facebook message last night. Let me find it here. Oh, he warned me about this, by the way. Oh, did he? Yeah. He said he might have been drunk texting. <clears throat> he said, uh, hey, do you know Do you know this person? Do you know who this person is? And I said, I don't. Should I? Full disclosure, I'm a little too drunk at the moment to tell you exactly <laughs> who he is. But blah, blah, blah. And he goes on and writes a lot more. So, Cole, I'll get back to you, buddy. <laughs> I appreciated it, though. I had a really bad night, and I was probably a little half in the bag myself. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I've got one or two of those from Jamie over the years, too. So. No. <laughs> Come on. Let's hear Colt's like, ad. Okay. Good afternoon to my second favorite podcast host of all time. He's I'm bringing you a you. really bad I'm ad first. today. Apparently. Uh, this ad is actually a picture of an ad. So if you've ever been in the post office and you see the 
the notebook paper on the wall uh, with uh, a lost dog and all the little tear-offs. Have you seen Rex kind of thing? They're popular in tactics. Well, this is a lost Roomba vacuum cleaner. So the ad reads, Lost Roomba. His name is Higgins. 35 centimeters by 9 centimeters high, and he weighs 2.8 kilograms. Does not bite in exclamation points. And the Roomba app info indicated that he's got 3% battery life left and his dust spins up to 190%. So, <laughs> my husband left our bungalow door open and our Roomba escaped. We followed his cleaning track for four kilometers down the beach where we lost his trail. Higgins cannot swim. Please help us bring Higgins back. And there's all the little tear-offs with a lady named Karen Doe's contact info. So oh my God! Because it's the metric system, I'm gonna go ahead and guess that this is not in the South anywhere. Most likely, <laughs> it is in Europe. Because God forbid, us in the South would never adopt the metric system. So, if you're somewhere in Europe, possibly England, and you see a stray Roomba vacuum cleaner running around playing with other stray appliances, maybe give Miss Karen Doe a call. All right, y'all have a great weekend. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. That is so funny. So you know, we we have a Roomba too, and our Roomba has a name as well. So what's your Roomba's name? Jarvis. <laughs> Does it bring Jarvis. you drinks too? <laughs> Jarvis is kind of worthless. Not gonna lie, but not as good as the other Jarvis. I, well, I never had one. Now, are they noisy at night? I don't, but I I I start it and leave. Yeah, but okay. So like, we have one floor, so from the bedroom, we'd hear it running around, right? Yeah, yeah, you can. It's not super loud. Yeah, but you can hear it. But like, I'll get it going, and uh, then I'll leave, and I'll go pick up Lucas from school, and I'll come home, and it's supposed to when it needs batteries, it charges. It's supposed to go back on the charger. Yeah, and it's supposed to go home, does, right? And sometimes I'll walk in the house and be like, "All right, Lucas, time for hunt for Jarvis." <laughs> Jarvis, Jarvis miscalculated. <laughs> Jarvis ran out of battery, got stuck somewhere in the bathroom. He's under the couch. Yeah, he's under the couch. So, yeah, we do have a hunt for Jarvis. So, do you yeah, ever I have to, it. like, sweep, sweep for real, or does Roomba do the job? Oh, uh, come on. This is a farmhouse. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, like, constant. It's just con Jarvis is just a mere, like, he's, like, a 10% of the home <laughs> at this point. The things you learn here on this show. See, people, we are good for more than just horses. <laughs> we will help yeah, you with really. life problems as well well yeah. that's it that's it uh, we're gonna have a very short uh post show today because uh i move in a week and we still have a lot to do so we're gonna do that uh but otherwise you have a terrific weekend as best as you can and we will see you back here on monday thank you all thanks uh, for joining us this week neuter geld all the things Can I use this platform that we have? Yes, I can, because I own the damn thing. Um, can I use this platform to get medical, free medical advice? Okay. So remember, I had this massive infection in my arm near my bicep. Is this going to be gross? No. So I took the antibiotics for the massive infection I got for no fucking reason in my arm, uh, which hurt like hell. And uh, the after five days of antibiotics, double strength antibiotics, my arm has gone down to somewhat normal looking. 
from about grapefruit size. So, but it hurts like hell still. So I'll be, if I do stuff, like we were at the new house yesterday doing stuff all day, and it's fine. I don't even notice it. But at night, I get a pain like somebody's stabbing me. So it's like when I'm using it, I don't have pain. But when it's resting, it's like somebody is taking a knife and stabbing me in the arm. I don't know what it is. It's the weirdest damn thing. So I guess I'm going to have to go back to the doctor again. I don't know what's going on. I have the weirdest health stuff. My body hates me. My body just hates me. That's what it is. Anyway, if any of you out there, medical professionals, I know we have a lot of uh, doctors and nurses and stuff. Make your pitch. Come on, make it good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. let's hear it. Let's hear what this is. Because I'm going to go to the doctor, and you know what she's going to say? I have no idea. Uh, And there'll be 55 tests later, because that's the story of my life. No idea. And so it's the worst when you're not doing anything? Yeah, when I'm using it, it doesn't hurt. Stop being fucking lazy and do some shit. (laughs) It's at the middle of the night. I wake up at midnight, and it's like... I have the searing pain in my bicep. It's the weirdest thing. I got to be a tendon or nerve. It got probably nerve of some kind. But I'm wondering if it's what caused the infection in the first place, you know, because they never did determine that. So there you go. There's my health stuff. Well, you got any health stuff you would need help with? Man, I got drama, but I can't talk about it. Oh, we can't it, talk so. about the drama? I've had just a total shit week. Yeah, the whole week? Yep. No, oh, yep, yep. Oh, we yep. haven't even talked about this, I don't think. Nope. Yeah, fun. Well, there we go. (laughs) And, you know, the rest of the world's watching everything happening and having a shit week, too. So there you are. Exactly. It's just, you know, my shit week is only shit to me, you know, so whatever. You know, I want to ask you, this is somewhat serious for Friday, but you and Jennifer, there's been a lot of posts, even from our auditors, about how people deal with the stress of watching what's happening in the world. And you and Jennifer are so good at compartmentalizing that. Um. What's your secret to compartmentalize? Car- car- compartmentalizing? <laughs> yes, thank you. What's your secret to that? Because you do it amazingly well, like the whole Russia thing. You do it amazingly well. Well, I remember somebody was asking how you deal with it. Yeah. And I was like, well, stop fucking watching the news all the time. Well, I mean, like, nothing you see on the news is the accurate representation. It's all a narrative. So I, as far as compartmentalizing, I do care and I do have a soul and it. it there are times that I really get mired deep in it, but like when I have a job to do, I have a job to do and I need to be present for my job. Especially if you're around horses, you have to be very present. You can't be thinking about something else or you're going to get hurt. So I think uh, the other thing is like, I've been doing this job for 25 years talking into a microphone and nobody gives a shit about any of your shit. Your job is just to be present at that moment. And I don't think I did a very good job today. I was I, I, like, I didn't sleep at all last night. It was like, I've got some major shit going on. And, and like, I just, yeah, so, but you have to but just put it away. But that's the beauty of what you and I do is that what I can tell when you're not, and you can tell when I'm not having a great day. And we do cover for each other. That's the beauty of yeah. what we do. You know, if one of us is slacking a little bit, then the other picks it up. It's just what you do when you work together for so long. Yeah. You just know, right? I knew we didn't have time for a pre-show today because my computer was acting up. So we didn't even chat about the show today. But I knew, you know, as soon as you said hello, that it was like, okay, I'm going to have to step up a little today. Yeah. And that's okay, though, right? I mean, that's okay. I do check the news once a day. I check it. I check it once a day in the morning because I don't like checking it before I go to bed. Then I won't sleep. But I also do realize that I can't do anything about what's happening over there. 
And my worrying about it's not going to change whether he decides to nuke the world, right? I, I, it's not going to change it. You can't do anything about it. And that's no. the other thing is like you get – But it took me years to learn that. Yeah, like you have to control – you can control what you can control and some things you can't control. Yes, you can go to vote. You can go do all those things. But what you think right now doesn't fucking matter to anybody that actually can do something. And so – and, and I, I think I, I'm kind of also like – I've been to protests and I've done things, all, all sorts of things to like – in different aspects of the world. But like most recently it was like stopping the Anaki wild horses from being – Rounded up and 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 my friends out there and like everybody's out there is trying to stop it. It doesn't fucking matter because they round them up anyway. Mm. You know, like it's just, they're, they're, so I could be upset about it, but it's something I can't control. I can't control what's happening, and I can't I can't shoot Vladimir Putin. I would if I could. So like I can't worry about that. My husband could potentially, if this goes to shit, could get called back. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. But and so me worrying about it is only affecting me. That's true. But that takes I think everybody, you know, everybody's different obviously and and we all we all uh process things differently. And and I was the worrier, no question about it. And but I think the older I've gotten, the better I've gotten about. That. Hell, when you and I started, I was the worrier. I think I've gotten better about that. Actually, I think as my health has deteriorated, I've gotten better about it because I've had to. You know, it's just yeah. you have to then put it aside because you'll never get anything done. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, I wake up in the morning. And I know this is serious well, for a Friday, but I've been wanting uh, well, to talk to you about this, actually. I get a news uh, email and I think it's called 1440 and they send me an email every day and it is just facts. And so I wake up every morning and I read that. What's it called? I think it's called 1440. Let me see. I just started subscribing to it and I really appreciate it. The 1440 Daily Digest and it comes and it's literally news. No narrative, no nothing, because all the people that I wrote that down tell stories and the news all have a slant. Every every everybody has. I just want to know what's happening. So anyway, I found that the Google heard me talking about it, and so then they sent me an ad for like it's free, you know, just to sign up for this email. Anyway, but it doesn't matter what I read because I wake up and I walk out of my bedroom, and there's an eight year old. Who is in a good mood and wants to have breakfast? And I can't take what I have in my room and how I feel about all the news that I'm reading and walk out the door and put that on my kid. You know, like, and so it's like people like people who are rude to other people and they're like, sorry, I was just having a bad day. It's not, don't fucking take your shit out on me. I'm not going to take my shit out on you. So like my shit's my shit. So I walk out of my bedroom and I'm not going to put any of that on an eight-year-old. It's like coming to do the show. I had all sorts of shit happen, but I still have to get work done. And so I just put it aside. It's in a little, like, it's in my desk drawer. And as soon as uh, this show's over, I'll open the drawer and readdress it. But right now, this is what it should have to do. And all of that stuff that's happening in the world right now, you guys are inundated with it. It's it's everywhere, but it's not here. And we want to be that safe haven for you that happy place that relaxed place that place you don't have to think about things like that that is what glenn's mission was at the beginning of us starting the show and that is why people get really frustrated y'all don't talk about this y'all don't talk about this. that's because we don't talk about that shit because you are already talking about it yeah you, you there's plenty of other again. places we we're we're here yeah. to help you forget about it you know where i learned that and we'll end on this i learned that when i did stage for 10 years stage acting when you walked out there 
I mean, that was it. It was you and the audience. But you saw the audience, which made it even more important that you be there, right? I mean, there was no editing. It was like, okay, I have to be present. Now, strawberry daiquiris might have helped me with that um, before I walked out every day. Such a man. (laughs) I'd like to say I chugged whiskey, but I didn't. It was <laughs> shadow whiskey. No, I had some corn syrup, uh, strawberry <laughs> flavored with a little bit. And of by the way, it's two strawberry daiquiris will get you through a three hour show and then you crash. So <laughs> you get the sugar and the booze. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> all right. You all have a terrific weekend and compartmentalize. All right. All right. Don't go crazy.